Mm, well, let's see. Make sure it's a long thingy dingy. Thingy a dingy. Mm-hmm. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, New York Comic Con gives us some great footage with a Justice League trailer. Hell yeah. The Runaways' first teaser footage. Mm-hmm. That very specific Pacific Rim 2 trailer Mike wants to talk about. <laughs> and more. Yeah, I felt like maybe we should have uh, called this episode, like, the trailer park or something like that. Every once in a while, we get a little bit of synergy with, like, some sort of cross-promotional event where we just get a bunch of trailers dumped on us. And if we were to record this trailer, uh, or if we were to record this episode just one day later, we would have had one more trailer to add to this that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Well, I think I think that the trailer for tomorrow um, deserves its own special standout moment, Mike, uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, New York Comic Con kind of came out of the left field for me personally, um, because it feels like San Diego just finished. Like, yeah, I feel like the the studios save their big guns for San Diego. And there's some cases sometimes where something's not quite ready for Comic-Con, so maybe they'll wait till New York, but usually uh, it's a good timing for television because, mm-hmm. like, uh, New York Comic-Con just happened. I think we're about to get all the CW shows coming back in, like, a week or two, so that's coming pretty quickly. Uh, if it's a show that's maybe, like, a mid-season replacement, that's going to be happening in January. Uh, we obviously got some, like, Netflix and Hulu shows coming up soon, so, yeah, there's a lot of... It's, it's a good timing. It's all about timing you know uh san diego comic cons in the summer uh this is you know beginning of the fall yeah very much so i mean since so fall here mike it's been raining all day on me like <laughs> all almost all weekend and it's that time where leaves are starting to change and starting to fall like literally fall because that, that's the season's name mike get it you get <laughs> yes it? uh so i mean it, it doesn't I, I figured New York, to me, it's a little colder. I, I always associate it with colder weather, like end of October. But, I mean, it's here. And, and as most people know, I'm a big I'm a big Funko Pop collector, Mike. Mm-hmm. And with every convention, they have convention exclusives that come out in this, yes. this time frame. And San Diego is the bigger hall. They have a lot more San Diego exclusives in New York. And this New York one, I got one that I think you would be very, very um, interested in. It's Ooh, what's Jeff, that? Jeff Goldblum as the, <laughs> the uh, Grandmaster from the That's Thor awesome. Movie. Yeah, every, every once in a while I can appreciate a pop vinyl. I don't think I necessarily need to own them. I think I like owning them in their keychain version just because I get to kind of take them out in the world. And I feel like they, they serve at least a bit of functionality to them mm-hmm. more than just kind of like a display. Uh, but I don't know if this was for New York Comic Con, but I, I did see that there's some Kingdom Hearts pop vinyls coming out. And I was like, oh, those look so cool too, but yeah. I'm probably not going to get them. If, they're in, if they come in a keychain, maybe I'll get those. Which, which I mean, Kingdom Hearts, I, I missed that gaming franchise. Uh, it wasn't for me but they've um doubled down on their their funkos for that um i've seen regular versions of the characters they just released for uh new york comic-con the halloween town versions of goofy oh and yeah and then there's a tron world three pack that you can get at gamestop as well so if you're into the tron versions of of those characters yeah. and you know what i wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some cuphead pop vinyl sooner or later 
that and, and i would be really curious if there does end up being it will they be hollow at the top or will they kind of because i think there is liquid maybe in their cups so maybe they'll actually just show that but they'll have to kind of like deviate a little bit from the shape of the pop vinyl well, to kind of do that indent so funko has a they actually are making vinyl cup heads but they're not doing the pop vinyl version mm, of cup okay. heads they're doing the regular ones because the eyeball they don't do eyeballs on pop vinyls on the on the on the ones that i have so to to remove those eyeballs from Cuphead, I think would make them look weird. So yeah, actually, it would detract from that 30s design. So they're making them exactly as they are in regular um, vinyl form, rather than, than the pops. So, um, yeah, but, but, th- people are into those. <laughs> people yeah, into but those. besides uh, pop vinyls, what have you been up to before we jump into the news? Um, that's that's a good question. I don't really know. Lost, lost. Oh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. I put it in my notes here so I wouldn't forget. The beta for Battlefront Two has been out this weekend. The open beta. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm big in the Star Wars. You're big in the Star Wars. And the first game leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, the second iteration adds a campaign story. Uh, it maintains arcade mode, which is like two-player couch co-op, so even split screen. Nice. And then the online on this takes place. Um, I got to do play as the battle droids and clones from from Naboo. On oh, Naboo. nice. Okay, and that'd be so fun. It's beautiful. It plays very fun. The character, the the actual classes you choose are very diverse and the weapons are awesome the sounds of star wars are fully there mike hearing the the joys go roger roger like it just <laughs> as much as we hate the phantom menace the, the sounds are there so yeah I mean, there, there are some unique there are some unique fun things that you can still pull out of that uh pre- prequel trilogy yeah and and they also don't care about continuity anymore they're like you know what let's let's have ray be in this if you want to select ray as a playable character so you don't have to worry about was this character alive or at this actual battle anymore so you mm-hmm. can you can really get into it so that's, it's been a lot of fun uh it's a lot more balanced than it was had a good time with it can't recommend it enough can't wait till it comes out in november so been doing that mike what have you been doing out in LA? <laughs> I mean, away from the New York Comic Con, on the other end of the world. What, what's yeah. going on there? Well, I, I will do my I'll do my best to keep this story brief because I'm sure a lot of people want to know what happened at um, at New York this weekend. Uh, but this weekend out here in LA, uh, we were uh, participating in the Rick and Morty uh, Szechuan Sauce uh, McDonald's, uh, I guess, uh, rebranding, relaunch, or whatever you want to call it. The special sauce Saturday is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> yes. And you are a glutton for pain. Let me just tell you that right now. So. Yes, exactly. So just to sum it up uh, very briefly, what this whole event was is uh, McDonald's wanted to capitalize on the Szechuan sauce that popped up in season uh, in um, season three, episode one of a Rick and Morty this year, where that Szechuan sauce popped up and everyone was freaking out about it. So they're like, "This is what we're gonna do." We're going to release this brand new like buttermilk chicken tender or whatever. We'll rebrand all of our old sauces. We'll bring back the Szechuan sauce for one day and people can come to select McDonald's locations and they can partake, you know, and have a fun time. Nothing was Rick and Morty branded, but everybody knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody in my line was all wearing Rick and Morty shirts. Everyone was on the same page. They wanted that one sauce. No one cared about the chicken fingers. And if they were true fans, they would have ordered nuggets at the same time because that's what they do in the show. They dip the nuggets in the Szechuan sauce, and that's how it was done back in the day when it was that Mulan sauce. So anyway, the event starts around 2. 
I naively show up an hour beforehand. I mean, I knew there was going to be a line, but I was under the assumption that these were sauce packets. You could easily manufacture thousands of these things, and even a store could hold thousands of them just in a couple boxes. So I was just like, even if the line's really long, as long as I'm patient and I wait, I'll get to try the sauce. You know, and it'll be a fun, memorable, memorable time, and I can see what all the hype is about. You know, I wasn't too serious about it, you know, because I only showed up an hour be- beforehand. Some people were there like 24 hours ahead of time. The first person in line had been there for 24 hours. I heard some people, you know, were obviously there for longer time, for shorter periods of time, but still long. Uh, some people didn't get sauce, waiting like five hours in line. So I obviously had no shot. Uh, the big problem here with McDonald's is for a city. With 4 million people living in it, they only decided one McDonald's would participate in the Szechuan sauce, and that McDonald's only got 50 sauces. 50 for whatever, how many Rick and Morty fans live in this city. That's totally enough. Oh, yeah. Totally. it's just like ridiculous and it was really funny because we were in the back of the line and like rumors would start to swirl and filter back in the line. It's like, oh, somebody said they only had a couple packets of sauce and some people were saying, oh, they're out of the sauces already and we were all just like, well, that's not possible. This is supposed to start at 2. It's still like one thirty, you know, so all these rumors were swirling and stuff. But somehow the line kept moving forward even before 2 o'clock. So we're like, what, what's going on here? So I don't know if people were abandoning the line towards the front or what, but, you know, we were happy to be moving. Um, we made some friends in the line that were um, from Denmark. Uh, so uh, if they happen to be scrolling through my uh, Facebook profile because we've connected on social media. Oh, that's uh, cute. Uh, it was awesome meeting you guys, and I look forward to uh, taking you up on your invitation to see you guys in Copenhagen. So I got to make some friends online. That was cool. Uh, but it devolved very quickly into what just some people described as a riot to where we were about halfway through the line. Luckily, we were in some shade. And I start looking up, and I'm just like, oh, there's a helicopter up there. And I was like, oh, I bet that's like a news helicopter. It's like, oh, that's funny. They see this whole big long line. They, you know, they think it's like newsworthy. Ha, 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 chuckle, chuckle. Uh, the copter won't go away, and it circles back around again. It's like, that's not a news chopper. That's black and white. Uh, that's the LAPD flying around above us. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I look forward, and I can kind of see the McDonald's off in the distance. And there's these like two cop cars up there with their lights blaring. Um, in front of the McDonald's. We're like, what is going on up there? We had no clue. Like, no one really wanted to get on the line to see what was going on. So... We got we got around to sending a to sending a scout up there to see what was going on. But when that happened, the cops started driving down the the line, saying like, "We're that we're all out of sauce. We're li- we're closing down the McDonald's. Some idiot tried to get inside and steal all the sauce." And <laughs> that's so the truly a Rick and Morty story. Oh yeah. my god, it it was it was crazy. It was hilarious. Like I wasn't even disappointed. Like it was a very memorable day. Uh, totally different story at the beginning of the line. I did some research when I got home because I had to know what happened. Apparently, the the manager at the McDonald's just did not anticipate the ridiculous turnout. They wanted to do their best to make it fair, so they were going to hand out like raffle tickets and raffle off the sauces. But then, of course, the front of the line is pissed because those first you know fifty people there had been there for literally a day, you know, all overnight trying to get the sauce. So there's a fury, there's a rage. I heard reports that the manager was like in tears over like a over like one of those like uh, blow horns, like t- telling people you know she was sorry and. It was madness, and I've heard some similar reports other places around the world, or I guess around the country. So mm. it was crazy, uh, crazy story, but uh, I, I wasn't too disappointed. Me and uh, the new friends went, got some chicken and waffles at Roscoe's uh, down the street. So we salvaged the day, but 
definitely an interesting story. Well, if any one of our listeners happened to get their hands on Szechuan sauce and wants to be super fans, you can send it to us. We'll try it yes. out for you. Yes. Um, but I, I don't expect that to happen at all. Um, but that sounds like a hell of a story because it also brings back to one of the New York Comic Con pop vinyls is actually the guy eating the sauce from, <laughs> from the Rick and Morty. So you can actually get, I think it was Crombopolis Michael or something like that. But whoever Nathan Fillion voiced, they have a pop vinyl of him eating the Szechuan sauce. Oh, uh, perfect timing. And I think Dan Harmon was like, they were probably actually both maybe at New York Comic Con this weekend. So they may have been away from the L.A. Rick and Morty riots as mm-hmm. uh as we unfortunately were in yeah. the thick of, but it was a uh, it was fun, exciting, and hopefully that story uh, didn't go on too long. But the, there's a lot to unpack there. A little bit, and and the only thing that was not to unpack was the Szechuan sauce. So <laughs> I feel your there pain, was, but it's there all right. there was indeed some people that got the sauce and slowly drove by the line and held it out the window like they had slayed a dragon, and we were all like cheering for them. So. It's a very very fun time. Yeah, the the stupidest stuff bring people together, man. That's, <laughs> that's how we that's how we do it. But that sounds like fun. Sounds like you salvage it. Sounds good. And instead, I've sat around and I actually you know what I did this weekend. I went and watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mike, I forgot Ooh. about that because I've been it's, to two sound, movies this weekend. It, it sounds like you're segueing into the news there. I am a little bit here. So Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was able to go out and see this yesterday during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not the IMAX showing because I messed up my times. Um, when I was planning this out because whether you know it or not, the princess and the frog was back in theaters this week at my theater. Oh, okay. And that I remember I was not dating my wife at the time. This was eight years ago. I went to her college and we saw somehow we ended up watching this movie with some other people at a, um, like the, the campus, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like at Purdue, they had like, you can go and watch the movie theater on campus. Yep. Kind yep. Of thing. Mm-hmm. So we ended up watching it there with friends. And I was like, this is the first movie I remember seeing with my wife in the, together full movie so when it's in theater i'm like you know what? i'll be i'll be sweet and we'll, we'll go see it in theater like like it should have been so um we did that and then the next day i had the times for it written down instead of blade runner but i gotta say i i definitely agree with the critics on blade runner mike if if i was to say so it's a um it's a good movie it's a good yeah, movie. yeah that's um, what i've been hearing i'm not i'm not a huge fan of the first one not a huge fan i watched the director's cut on wednesday in anticipation, it's hard to, to be sucked into that movie. There's a lot of slow parts, and it's very noirish. But this one is long. It's two hours and 45 minutes, but you don't feel it. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful, and it's unapologetically the sequel to the first one. It even looks like it. Like They went through, through a lot of trouble to make it feel like you know nothing's new and shiny, and there's not updated technology. This is the same technology from back then. From your... From your point of view, do you think you need to do your homework and at least watch one version of the first movie? Or can you go into this without ever hearing of Blade Runner before? I I would watch the first one. Um, this this leans heavily on a scene from the first movie. Um, okay. Uh, but, I mean, you could probably get away with it. They do they do give you a lot. But, I mean, it you you need to watch the first one to before you go into this one i feel that's to me i don't think you have to but i feel you should like it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel better about it going into this one yeah i'm really curious um how this is gonna look box office wise because i just checked and uh, i think if this movie's gonna be successful it's gonna need to grow some legs maybe throughout the fall 
and and hopefully do a little bit better. It looked like I had a pretty poor weekend. I, there's probably a lot that can be analyzed going into that, but that's, that's a shame. I mean, um, a great director, the cinematography looked amazing, uh, amazing actors in it, but maybe it, maybe it just maybe we just weren't ready for another Blade Runner well, quite yet. I, I mean, kind of going from the the box office numbers, like October's a shit month um, for numbers. And when Blade Runner is number one with thirty thousand dollars in the second, you mean you mean thirty three million? Thirty three million. Sorry, um, and t- in second place is ten million. Like that's that's low. That is yeah. a very low box office number. So I don't think it's the movie's fault. I just don't think it's a. Uh, oh yeah, movie there's lots of factor in. Yeah, it's just a shame. Like you said, it, it was a good movie. Um, it's just not quite. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not one of those things where you're just like, oh man, you mean we're not going to get a third one? It's just like I don't think. It, it came out. That's that was the hurdle of yeah. just getting it out there. So you got it, fan Blade Runner fans. You got your second one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter if it makes any money because you probably don't want the third one. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm gonna say you probably do. Like there, they, there's gonna be a third one. There's, oh, really? There has to be a third. Not that it ends on a cliffhanger or like, it, but like the third, like this one. If you've seen the first one, it ends a lot like the first one, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about these characters. Well, like, the first, the, the Blade Runner is a Ridley Scott film. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, right? The first one, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. We we all thought we were gonna get uh, more Alien after. Um, after Covenant, and it's looking a little shaky. <laughs> well, he didn't do this one at all, so I, I can't I can't relate this one to Blade Runner or to, to Ridley Scott. He didn't. He just produced it. He didn't have anything to do with the story or anything. So, um, I I, don't, I, I wish there, I wish there was a third one. We'll see how how it goes legs wise and internationally. Um, yeah, we'll let you guys know. But it definitely, if I was to say anything, this is the how Ghost in the Shell should have looked. If I was to say anything, like it looks like Ghost in the Shell should have looked. So, yeah, well, all right. But other than that, we've been talking about it leading up to it. New York Comic Con um, is going on right now. It's finishing up. this um, As we speak, I, I probably... It's 5 o'clock on a Sunday in New York. So we've got some New York Comic Con news. A lot has come out of this. Not nearly as much as I'd hoped, um, if I was to be honest. I don't know what, and what we're going to go through this and maybe talk it out a little bit. But um, the first big thing out of here, I just got to say, is the, the brand new Justice League trailer, Mike. Yes, uh, kind of came in at the eleventh hour on a on a Sunday morning, uh, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, but this was kind of like the, this was the big this was the big thing. You know, it's the biggest franchise uh, with the biggest, uh, uh, I guess, uh, thing to prove, if you will. A lot, so. a lot of a lot of questions surrounding the production of Justice League and mm-hmm. how it's going to turn out and everything. And we got this. It's called the Heroes trailer, and it's called Heroes because the song in the background is a cover of David Bowie's Heroes song, uh, or the song called Heroes. So um, if that's why, not just because they're superheroes, Mike. I know, <laughs> I know that's what you were thinking. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta get your, I gotta get your impression. What did you think of the Justice League trailer? What, well, what I mean, I'm pretty uh, down the middle about it, just because I didn't really need this trailer. I think if I was a big hardcore, you know, Justice League like fanatic, and I just wanted this movie so bad, I I probably would, maybe would have skipped this trailer. I think I would have had seen enough by now. But uh, knowing everything that's gone on in this movie, I was like, well, I gotta check out you know one of these last trailers. You know, I want to see if Joss Whedon's influence, you know, made it into this cut. You know, I want to see if I can pull any of that out. Uh, I'm you know, there's a lot riding on this movie, but to me, it's just kind of like this crazy experiment, and I kind of want to know how it plays out so i feel like i don't really have a dog in the fight when it comes to it 
So I went into the into the trailer just kind of like, yeah, whatever, give me whatever you can. Uh, the really the only there's two there's kind of like two main things I can pull out of this was we get kind of like that that kind of like a Superman fake out at the beginning. Obviously, everybody knows <laughs> Superman's going to be coming back in some fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Mustache Gate. You know, a while back, he's coming back. <laughs> So I liked how they handled it, though, at the beginning of the trailer. They're still, they're still kind of playing coy. You know, we got to see um, Clark, but more as like a uh, a dream, a fake out. Maybe so we'll see how... it's cut to look like a fake out, but I think that scene might be in there. Oh, maybe. Uh, it could be some sneaky cuts. Um, and then also the, there's that Aquaman's, Aquaman scene where he's just like, my man. Yeah. <laughs> That's, he, you know. It, I think amazing. there's going to be so many Aquaman one-liners in this thing. He's like, was it the the strongest man stands alone or something like that and he's like that's not the saying at all so like i think there's gonna be a lot of aquaman one-liners that that he just has that people are gonna keep going with and he he looked like he looked like he jason mo looks like he's having so much fun that it's infectious i'm like oh oh yeah you just you just want to be on set with them and and have fun with them Mm -hmm. there was a weird there was a weird moment i don't know if you caught it and i just never bothered the pause just because i i just like to think that it's there but is Zack snyder in the trailer is he? Is, does he um, turn into dust in that? It looks like maybe a flashback scene. Uh, no, um, I don't think that's him. I think that's okay. somebody else. I wasn't sure. It just looks exactly like them. I was like, really, Zach? Are you putting yourself as an extra in the yeah. movie? So, and so putting yourself right in the trailer. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that. There's two two things that stick out to me, and one thing I didn't even think of before today. So first off, is that it looks like um, either Parademons or Steppenwolf has the ability to turn people into Parademons. Because he wasn't turning to dust, he was actually transforming into something. Uh, oh, okay. Because his teeth go sharp and pointy. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see how that aligns up with their comic books. In the comic books, parademons can create other parademons. Uh-huh. So that's that's something we might see. But also, Batman has like a 3D scan, holographic scan of Superman in one of the scenes that he's looking at. And I think we in the last trailer we got, he says, oh, uh, he, uh, he said you'd return. I think Batman has had, like, monitors put on Superman's casket and, like, where he is. Mm, and he maybe. knows that he's not dead. Because Batman, the last thing Batman wants is someone experimenting on Kryptonian DNA again and creating another Doomsday. Yeah, that's true. He is always prepared <laughs> for everything as his character is. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, like, ten minutes after the last scene of Batman Superman, he brought in a backhoe and just <laughs> dug him up. And he's like, I'm taking this dude to the Batcave. I can't just leave him in the ground in Kansas. That's way too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely... Uh... I need, I need to I need to make sure nobody finds his DNA and makes another doomsday from a, a dead Kryptonian again. So uh, I think I think he knows a lot more than he's letting on, and we'll probably see that kind of play out in the movie. And I didn't even think of that. Like, oh yeah, Batman, he usually plans for the worst, no matter how <laughs> like morbid and grotesque it is. Like he's yeah, he's usually ready for it. There's a um, there's a few nice little uh, glamour shots of our heroes. Uh, there's some nice shots where the Flash is kind of like uh, uh, Mark set go and running. Uh, Cyborg's doing some stuff. Uh, all the CG is kind of a little bit more polished up. I saw some people online comparing like identical scenes from the last trailer to this trailer. So they're still like you know working on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman, of course, is uh, front and center in uh, quite a few action scenes. So she's looking pretty badass. There's a moment where she kind of like flips that sword up, kind of like you're kicking a skateboard yeah. up to your hand. So that was pretty cool. So you know, I think this movie is is gonna be fun. I'm just curious if it's going to be a mess or not, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's kind of nice not having a, not having a lot riding on it in my brain. I'm just going to like show up. 
Uh, hopefully tickets will go on sale soon. I'll probably see this one on a Thursday night. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I, I'm also as well. I, I don't think it'll be as much of a mess as we probably made it out to be. My, my assumption is Whedon was going off the script already and just <laughs> being like, all right, we got to get this stuff done. Here's a checklist kind of thing. But well, that's a hopeful way to look at it. That is a very hopeful <laughs> way to look at it. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? I Again, the, the characters look like they're having fun. And that's that's enough for me. So I'm I'm gonna take a fun movie. Hopefully, knock on wood there with with Justice League. Um, also uh, from New York Comic Con, a little different here, but I just, it was one of the bigger news things for some reason. You're not? Are you a Walking Dead person still, Mike? Or you, yeah, gave, you gave up on it? No, I'm still on it. I'm still in there. Okay. Well, The Walking Dead. I believe it starts tonight. Is it tonight? Back on or uh, next week. N- no, I th- I think uh, we got another week or two. Okay, because I know it's October, and they like to hit that Halloween month pretty hard with zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Walking Dead is to, going to cross over with Fear the Walking Dead. And the, the theory is that one character will cross over to the other one. And with Fear the Walking Dead having pretty low ratings, I assume <laughs> someone from the Walking Dead will be going over there to, to pick that show up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Think? I. I don't. I, all I'm thinking is I don't want Fear the Walking Dead to rub off on the Walking Dead. You know, I, I think the Walking Dead has done a pretty decent job rebounding from season two. I don't think it's really the, the the prestige show that it may have used to be, but I think it's still fun and we still look forward to it. And you know, watch it on Sunday nights. Watch it as soon as we can, so nothing's spoiled. You know, uh, but it's you know it's no you know it's no Breaking Bad. It's no Game of Thrones anymore. But it's still huge viewers. It's still drawing like one of the highest cable audiences out there right now uh, for a drama. So we still like it. But yeah, we gave Fear the Walking Dead a chance. The first season was you know all right. The second season just went downhill so quickly we just gave up on it. So. I have no idea what characters are still left alive in that season, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, they talked about them kind of crossing at one point in time, so that might be kind of uh, interesting. But, uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of uh, of uh, fear when it comes to Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> fear, Fear the Walking Yeah, if it yeah. ends, I don't think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But also, Season 8 does debut the 22nd, you were right, Mike, of October, and this is 100th episode. I keep forgetting it's been around enough to be to have 100 episodes. Yeah, is someone going to syndicate this hour-long drama on like TBS? They're going to oh, air it like five nights a week somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, TNT maybe. Then one of those channels that starts with the T. You know how it goes. <laughs> so they got that going for them. So good for them. Big news. We're gonna, probably bigger for us next week. The Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer will debut tomorrow night. That's right. Um, hopefully, Mike will have his Star Wars Battle Cry back next week after this first. <laughs> I, I we'll have to, we'll we'll have we'll have to see. I'm not sure yet because this is, I believe, the first official trailer that will be debuting tomorrow on ESPN in the halftime for the Vikings and Bears game. Um, the game starts at 8:15 p.m. Eastern, 5:15 Pacific. So we probably won't see that till like 10, maybe 10:30. I don't know. It, it's weird that you know it's going to be um, premiering. On television, because it makes me wonder how first how long it's going to be. You know, I don't think we're going to... It's hard to imagine getting, like, a full, like, three-minute packed trailer, you know, when it's supposed mm-hmm. to air, like, on, a on you know, cable. It's probably going to be shorter, maybe, like, a minute, 30 seconds. Uh, it's weird. Like, I believe you when you say it's, like, the first official trailer, but we've already had, like, two, like, teaser trailers now, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, uh, well, we had the um, like the announcement teaser and then the, the the April teaser teaser, which are just going back and watching. They're just flashes of things going on, no real 
hey, here's what the movie's going to be. Kind yeah, of thing. but I feel like I already have everything that I need to see. And there's actually been several think pieces out there published saying, like, I know exactly as much as I need to know about Star Wars, I don't need to know more. So I think we said this last week. I'm going to let you watch it first and just let me know you know if they're if you think it's going to reveal too much i don't want to know anything more about the story that's the big thing they can go ahead and they can show me like big flashy like scenes and like awesome vistas and maybe a cool droid here or there but i don't want to know any more about the story than i know now so i i might skip this trailer mainly just because we're in october we we are not far away from this movie. I don't really need it anything else, but I think the the biggest thing that I have to know is once this trailer airs, we got to go buy our tickets. Yes, right. So um, the the announcement came that the trailer was coming tomorrow, and then every other and the rumor was tickets would go on sale, and then as soon as the, that rumor hit, every theater is like, yeah, we're selling our tickets tomorrow. Like buy your tickets tomorrow as soon as the trailer airs. So mm-hmm. 10 p.m. tomorrow, get your Star Wars tickets ASAP. Hopefully they're at your favorite local theater. Um, I was able, I got, I got mine at a theater I absolutely fucking hated for <laughs> the, um, Force Awakens, but now I have two pretty good ones nearby now where I moved and I'm looking forward to maybe, maybe seeing an IMAX. Um, Ooh, so. that would be nice. Some tips. I believe we brought this up last time when we talked about the Force Awakens tickets. I don't know if it's going to be as much of a mad rush since, you know, the, um, the cork has already been opened on the new Star Wars the last two years. But um, maybe try to avoid bigger sites like Fandango that sell tickets for many different theaters. Like, I know for a fact my theater is a Cinemark theater, so I'm not going to go to Fandango to get those tickets. I'm just going to go to Cinemark.com, and I'm probably going to have a better chance doing that to get the tickets. But hopefully maybe these movie theaters have invested in some infrastructure, and then maybe they can handle all of these people coming tomorrow. You know, maybe they uh, bought some room on some uh, CDNs or something out Mm. there, so... We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely. And my suggestion is always go to a theater that has reserved seating and you can pick your seats now. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait like three hours the day of yeah. to get anything I would, good. I would never buy unreserved seats for a Thursday night showing of a, of a big franchise like that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. So, yeah, I agree. I'm going to keep my eyes open and ears low to the ground on that. So I think I got mine before the trailer aired last time because they yeah, accidentally it, put it up. Yeah, it wasn't like one to one. They were just like, "Hey, let's drop it a couple minutes before the trailer." And so yeah, so that was we'll, that we'll was find cool. out. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm on the other end. I think it's going to be a two minute trailer because Disney owns Lucasfilm and they own ESPN, and it's a halftime thing, not a regular commercial thing. So if they can sell tickets, I think they'll give them the, the, the right. most tickets sold in the the history of the world. Number round number two. <laughs> um, I think they'll do it. So. That's, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll know more next week. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a panel this weekend. Um, speaking of TV, Marvel Marvel had some TV stuff, but not all their TV stuff there, and it was very disappointing. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. surprised me with some of their news. Season 5 is going to debut December 1st. That's a Friday with a two-hour premiere episode, Mike. And they will see the Kree and other aliens returning the show. They're going to space, and they're going all out with their aliens, buddy. Like they're not holding yeah. back. Yeah, that's gonna that's a big that's a little bit of a shock to me because I was honestly expecting like January. Like maybe the show would premiere like January, I don't know, like twenty third, like somewhere like in the later in the later bit of the month. But it's cool to see that we're gonna see this um kind of before like all these big blockbusters show up in in December. Um so that'll be fun. I'm really curious what they're gonna do in space. It kind of almost seems like they're like, Hey, we got one maybe one season left in us, let's just kind of go all out and go crazy in space and l- let's see what'll happen. So 
I'm looking forward to this. And I that's surprising. There's been several seasons where I've been like, I'm not looking forward to any of this at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, although they didn't have like a big reveal at, at you know, uh, San Diego or New York with a the Ghost Rider car this year. Um, definitely the fact they're going to space. And they showed the first 20 minutes of episode one, and apparently the special effects are balls to the wall in this first episode. Oh, really? Because they like they got to go to space and they got to sell it. Like they got to really sell that they're in space early on. And there is a, um, a season three callback in this first episode. If you want to know what it is, it's not. Oh too- yeah, sure. So yeah. the way they get to space is through one of those um, obelisks that they they use to go to that blue planet. In season uh, that makes sense. So whoever these people are, are are using alien technology already, and to do that, and then not every character went to space. Apparently, um, Fitz uh, did not go. To, he did not go to space with everybody else. He was not well, on the list. You, got, you gotta have somebody in the chair on Earth. Yeah, man, guy in the chair. Guy <laughs> in the chair. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited for Agents of Shield season five. Um, space again. I feel strongly that it's going to try to to end. At the same time, Infinity War drops, and like hopefully, it won't affect Infinity War, but Infinity War will affect how it ends the other way. So, um, really hoping for some synergy if the show wraps up. Then, so um, I'm excited. Uh, I've not caught episode three of uh, Inhumans yet, but we're, I think we're going to revisit that when the show's in, uh, over at the end there. So, um, well, we've got we about have, seven more. Got about seven more weeks. <laughs> uh, six, six. They did the first two last Friday, so episode three was this week. So. Gotcha. Um, um, couple, a few less than, than we thought, but there's also two weeks between when it ends and Shield starts to make up for that two-hour premiere. So yeah, got that going for us. But Shield wasn't the only thing to bring something to New York Comic Con. We actually got our first official uh, teaser trailer for The Runaways coming to Hulu, uh, actually next month, November twenty-first. Um, so The Runaways um, is is. This is a Tuesday. November 21st is a Tuesday, which is weird for me to drop a show on a Tuesday. Um, but all 10 episodes are coming to Hulu that day, and this show looks interesting, Mike. What do you think of this teaser trailer? With, with yeah, well, I was surprised to hear that you said that it's going to be dropping on Tuesday all at once. I was kind of expecting Hulu has been known in the past to do like a weekly rollout, which is totally fine. I have nothing wrong with uh, someone rolling out a show weekly, but you know, it's kind of cool that they're going to let us uh, binge it. Uh, the trailer is definitely interesting. It's not as like a bombastic and crazy, obviously, as like a big budget, you know, Justice League movie trailer um, that we talked about earlier. But yeah, it looks interesting. There's some intrigue there. You know, we kind of knew a little bit about what was going to be happening in this show because The Runaways is already a pre-existing comic book. But yeah, it looks kind of interesting. Like, oh, the kids' parents are like in this kind of like secret like cave in one of these houses. Looks like they're sacrificing somebody or something mm-hmm. or transforming them. I don't know what's going on there. So it's an interesting cast of characters. Uh, you know, everybody is like a real flesh and blood person on this on the screen, but they all look very unique and different. So they're, they, you know, they're doing some good styling there to make everybody stand out. Um, kind of feel it feels a little like Breakfast Clubish. Everybody's kind of got a, like a different personality that they don't usually like hang out together. So interested to see where this goes. Um, it's our first Marvel show, not on Netflix or ABC, straight yeah. on Hulu. So I, I hope I hope it works out well for them over there. Yeah, um, actually, well, I guess Marvel Cinematic Universe show because Legion was produced by Marvel Studios. It's just we don't think it exists in that world. Um, mm. But the Runaways definitely to me. I mean, the kids look fun. The villain, the parents are their villains. I, I don't know much about. It. There's a little bit of a, a Velociraptor there called Old Lace um, that was like on top of one of the girls at one point. I, I want to see their powers. I want to see what they can do and how 
you know, is this going to get a season two? Like, what what happens? How do you tell the story in ten episodes, and where does it go? Because I am intrigued beyond intrigued. Like, I I don't know very much, and I don't want to know a whole lot. And I think that's going to keep me entertained for for ten episodes, um, which I think is a great place for this thing to drop because I think I think that's where like that week is when Inhumans ends or is, is mm-hmm. very open to when Inhumans is already over and Shield hasn't started back up yet. So. Um, I think that's going to be a good a good place for runaways to live for. for yeah, well, it's it's going to be that holiday weekend here in the states for uh, Thanksgiving, so it's going to drop on that Tuesday. You know, when people's uh, family come in and out of town, you know, carve aside some time, and maybe they're hoping people will watch the runaways before they go see their families. Maybe they'll all talk about it at the dinner table. That's probably a, a very uh, very ambitious thought to think. Oh, if we put this on Tuesday, people will go talk about it with their families. Well, I know, guess, probably not, but who knows? I guess that's a that's a good point. That's on Tuesday because that Friday's Black Friday when everyone's out shopping, and Thursday is um, Thanksgiving. So um, gotta get your Runaways toys, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're gonna have too many of those, but yes. So Runaways was there. Um, another bit of news coming out this week, I don't know if this is Comic-Con related, is uh, from the Luke Cage show, this was currently filming, that Danny Rand slash Iron Fist will appear in this show and maybe take um, a bigger role? I don't know. His his placement in the show is not very well defined yet, but we do have pictures of him appearing in Luke Cage, uh, looking a little more clean cut than he has before in the other shows we've seen him in. Um, this leads a lot of people to question, will they start the heroes for hire you know, version of the show where they that's how they started in the comics a little bit, working together, solving cases like on the low, like detective kind of stuff. Um, I believe one of my favorite things was Earth Minus Heroes. They went to find the missing Ant Man suit for, for Hank <laughs> yeah. Pym. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty goofy in that show, but yeah, um, I my, my opinions are very mixed on this because, of course, we don't know how much he's going to be in the show. Is it going to be similar to how Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones, where you know he was just kind of like peppered in? For a couple episodes here and there, he kind of like had his arc and then he dipped out. You know, is it just going to be like a cameo? He just kind of shows up for like one episode to do something cool? Or is this like pretty much just going straight up like team up for the whole seasons? What could be possible? Because as we saw the movies evolve in Marvel, uh, the movies basically became like team up movies, uh, especially looking at like Captain America movies, uh, looking at the new Thor coming out. The new Thor coming out is Thor and Hulk, not just Thor. Uh, so maybe that's what they're going to do on Netflix. You know, maybe they're like, hey, you know, this is our new version. We've, we're post-defenders. Let's just team everybody up to make everything more exciting. Um, but to me, Finn Jones and Iron Fist is just, it's just too toxic. I think he's unsavable. You know, I, I, I had high hopes for the defenders to kind of fix that. They kind of did, you know, they made fun of him, but I was still sick and tired of seeing Danny Rand. I think he just totally needs a 180, and I just can't see a legitimate way to make that, um make that believable in the show like i almost think he just needs to get hit on the head with like a piano and then wake up from a coma and he's just a totally different person i think that's the only way i'm gonna be on the side of iron fist so i guess as long as luke is just kind of like belittling him and like punching him i'll be okay with it but i'm just i don't think i can ever be on the side of iron fist unfortunately i think he's just that far gone for me i think other people out there you won't have much of a problem but you know who knows? Maybe maybe they'll both elevate each other since we know that second half of Luke Cage was a little meh. Mm-hmm. So maybe kind of bringing these kind of like, you know, slightly weaker shows together, maybe maybe it'll fix them. I don't know. Well, I'm crossing my fingers. So the thing is, Iron Fist, you know, we're not big fans of it. The showrunner, pretty awful. And they already had 
to make the Defenders while that show was also airing at the same time, or filming at the same time, so they didn't have a lot of time to react to how people were going to do, but they did, you know, without knowing how people were going to react to him, they did salvage him a little bit more than they could have been, you know, they could have just keep running him into the ground. They they tried, I'm yeah, they definitely tried, I just, I just don't think it worked. But they just, I mean, they had no clue it was going to be that bad, I don't think, <laughs> I think they were like, we got to make this, we, like, we're on a timeline for these. While Luke Cage is still filming and they're writing, they've had time to probably adjust that feedback for the character. And mm-hmm. if if the end of the Defenders is to be spoiled here, if spoilers possibly continue on, that Iron Fist is taking over the Daredevil role of the city, like the city's protector at the end of it there. Because Daredevil is quote-unquote dead. Um, but I, I don't know. I think they can salvage him. I think they can probably make him a little better. They probably listen to a lot of feedback. I mean, I mean Luke Cage has been out, what, Two and a half years now, maybe? Year and a half? No. Not even a year. I don't remember how long Luke Cage has been out. <laughs> We've lost track right. of time. But like everyone like was very much like, no, the second half of Luke Cage didn't work. Like kind of thing. Like it's it's pretty much a consensus across the board, you know? So hopefully going into this, taking like the, the showrunners like I think they listen, I think they're gonna evolve and I think we're gonna be fine going forward. And I I, think, I, I, I sincerely hope you're right, Chris. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean that's so I'm hoping that they, they react to it because, I mean, that's, I, I think having two pretty, two, and I guess it depends on how, I think The Defenders was, was a pretty good show. Some people didn't, but like two and a half critically bad shows in a row, I think, I think Marvel TV's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta work on this going forward. So knock on wood, but next is Jessica Jones. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, sadly, we did not get to see any Punisher um, stuff this weekend because of um, the panel was canceled and this Paris event for Punisher's Kids because of some unfortunate events that happened early in the week in Las Vegas. So uh, Marvel took their Punisher stuff off. So that's why we don't have a release date for the Punisher. And it's probably delayed due to those events as well. Yeah, so, I, I think I think that's safe. I think that yeah. was a good idea to do. Uh, the Punisher, obviously, he's the gun guy. He's like the gun yeah. anti-superhero. So I think they made the right choice. Some people out there probably think it was probably you know, a little too much, but uh, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry when you're kind of like a giant corporation. And when you're dealing with like one of like the biggest, like mass shootings in history. Yeah. You you, probably, you want to give it some room. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) before, before all this happened, the rumors were, and they were pretty strong rumors that they were going to show more than likely the first episode at the New York comic con panel. And then at the very end of the panel, they're going to say, and you can go watch it right now. I heard that they were going to drop this on Netflix, like right after that panel. So we could have been doing like a surprise, like spoiler cast, like today for the Punisher, um, if that was true. But, you know, we're going to have to wait and see, you know, maybe, maybe now my prediction will come true. You know, I did guess uh, Veterans Day in November on that, mm-hmm. like two, two weekends before, basically two weekends before Runaways. So, um, yeah, maybe that'll still end up happening. You know, they got to give it some room, some breath. It's unfortunate, but they made the right call. Yeah. I mean, I, my theory was kind of like it'd be the week after New York Comic Con. Um, but who knows at this point? It, it can be literally any day. Yeah, It is kind of weird and morbid when you have to judge the new cycle of a tragedy. I wouldn't want to be those people that make that decision. So I think I'm going to be patient and not like be up in arms. Yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, um, October is a dry month, superhero wise. So I can totally see them, you know, eating into their um, Inhumans audience a little bit to try to get the show out this month. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, let you know. We'll let you know when it drops. That's for sure. Uh, regarding that, there's no Marvel movie news coming out of 
San Diego this this week. Despite you know we are on the cusp of a, the first trailer for Infinity War, um, like uh-huh. should be this month, and there was no Marvel movie news coming out of of, of San Diego or not San Diego, New York. Um, but ironically, there is a top secret photo shoot happening this weekend for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Top secret? Top secret. And it has been ruined by a couple people who were <laughs> posting pictures of themselves and other people. Uh, Mark Ruffalo shared a Facebook Live video that was removed. And like nearly every Marvel Cinematic Universe character was in this video. Like oh, that's It's awesome. like a who's who of what, what the characters. And at one point, someone was like, what the, what the f- is he doing? Like, <laughs> to the video. So it's... I don't know where that's up online, saved somewhere, but it was definitely on Facebook for a little bit. Uh, come to find out, it's the 10-year Marvel Cinematic Universe anniversary photo shoot. Oh, that's so cool. So they're they're taking some time getting all the characters there. Infinity War is filming today, even, so they, they got them in there, did their photo shoot, and then got them back to set. Um, they're so, going to need a big room or a wide lens, because it's going to be a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably just do like two or three and just shop them all in together. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see what these photos are and and maybe whatever this article on the ten year MCU is gonna be because yeah, I'm sure well, it's an article attached to it. Yeah, well, you said uh, this is a ten year photo shoot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they kind of do like a blitz week for um, for Infinity War. Maybe we'll get like um, maybe we'll get like one last trailer for Thor, mm-hmm. you know, before the movie comes out. Uh, maybe they'll pair it up with like a um, a sporting event, so maybe it'll be like a thirty second trailer. Man, I tell you, I think in Black Panther before we even got a, a Thor one. Oh, well, maybe maybe they'll do that also, and then we'll get this article and this photo shoot, and then it'll maybe the week will end up with uh, Infinity War uh, first trailer. You know, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be that would just be uh, that'd be it'd, a hell it'd of be a week. good <laughs> it'd be a good week for us, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I, I think most of the May movies, their first teasers drop um October twentieth range. So once Star Wars comes out, we get time to settle in, all those tickets are sold, boom, Infinity War trailer or teaser, and then, you know, we wouldn't know what to do with our lives, Mike. We would just <laughs> they would know how to cover but if they have photos to go along with it, I think that's very, very smart, if I was to be honest. Like you know, here are some official photos. We're celebrating not just Infinity War, one of our biggest films, but the 10-year anniversary of Marvel all in the same week. So It would be really cool if they got the old villains back. That would be kind of cool to see someone like, you know, Mads Nicholson or something like pop up in the photo and some of the older villains that, you know, quote-unquote dead. You know, it'd be cool to get like you know, all of them in there. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Bringing back the Red Skull. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at the video too hard, but I mean, I'm... Man, that's gonna be an intense May for us. Like, that's that's for sure. And I want to see more Black Panther. I want to see so much more Black Panther. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to see more of is the Venom movie. And I did get <laughs> one of our listeners, a um, friend of the show, Patrick. Um, he was like, "You don't sound too sold on Michelle Williams." I'm like, "I'm not sold on anyone joining the Venom movie." <laughs> it's not. It's not the people themselves. Don't get me wrong. Michelle Williams, great actress. Tom Hardy, great actor. Venom movie. I'm just. I need to be. Like, uh, uh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a worrisome idea for a standalone movie at a worrisome studio. So that's kind of with very bad people involved behind uh, yeah. the sets. So yeah, so but and and maybe hopes to maybe you know get us excited again. Venom has added the choreographer and stunt teams from Civil War, John mm-hmm. Wick, and the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie. 
I mean, that's a good stunt team. It sounds like it at least we'll have some good action. That John Wick stu stunt team has got to be getting tons of work because that's what everybody talks about in that movie. It's just like the, the action is just on point and amazing. There's not a lot of quick cuts to just like confuse you. You know, you, you can kind of follow the action pretty well. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that is good news, Chris. I'm glad you told me. Yeah, that, I mean, that's like, it sounds like they're trying to pull out some stuff. It's like, hey, look, we're going to get real good people for you here. Um, what well, my my funny thing you mentioned that the John Wick stuff is what did I send you whenever they had Owen Wilson's uh, all the gunshots from the <laughs> Owen Wilson wow. thing wow <laughs> wow wow and I'm like oh now I can't watch this movie without hearing those sounds <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't know so. Yeah. There's a awesome, uh, there's an awesome uh, like um, YouTube video out there where somebody made their own little John Wick style short film with uh, Nerf guns. And they did this awesome sound design for when the Nerf guns like hit the bad guys. It makes that little Nerf kind of squeak noise. It's really <laughs> great. So, yeah, the the sound that a bullet makes uh, that uh, that'll definitely change the way you look at a franchise. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Wow. <laughs> oh, but um, in other news, uh, another movie here. Two in a row we get threatened with every week. The Gambit <laughs> movie may have a director with Gore Verbinski, who is known for the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Um, and he's in talks to direct the film, and it could go either way right now, according to reports. He could be yes Yeah. Or no. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I've talked about the Pirates movie before on uh, the show. First movie's good. They go downhill very quickly after that, so don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know what I need? I need Channing Tatum in the, the official Gambit outfit. I know he's probably going to be in different outfits throughout the movie because as we talked about it a week or so ago, it looks like it's going to kind of take place throughout a couple different years so but i want to i want to see what kind of like the gambit outfit is you know are they are they going to do some sort of like headdress are going to do something weird with his hair gambits always seemed like a very slender tall character to me and you know channing tatum's kind of a bit of a beefcake so mm -hmm. i just gotta i gotta buy into the visual of it and then maybe i can buy into the rest of it through that yeah i mean i i don't know like it, it looks like early on gore verbinski had some good stuff going for him i mean he did the ring right before he did um the first pirates movie and you know even though the ring in hindsight you know it, it's been parodied to death at the time it was kind of you know interesting and he how could we forget classic movie mouse hunt from <laughs> oh, oh i love mouse hunt though yeah mouse good hunt's movie. good but like then you know pirates 2 pirates 3 rango the lone ranger I, I like rango don't get me wrong yeah rango's good but lone ranger uh. <laughs> yeah so and then recently um this year the cure for wellness i believe it is um with dane dehan it's creepy yeah that that came and went with a lot without a lot of words so that could have been a good movie but i just don't think anyone saw it <laughs> yeah um, but i mean um considered a, it's considered a box office bomb so he's got a lot of hit and misses but maybe you know give him a little freedom maybe we could capture his curse of the black pearl that you know that it was kind of a, a a big adventure romp tale kind of thing where you had to steal some stuff and i don't know <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to be hopeful for for verbinski and gambit but it's really hard it's really hard to be positive on that one as well <laughs> uh on that note the wolverine we might have someone interested in playing the character which i think might be a good idea if he could act a little better. Um, <laughs> Scott Eastwood wants to play the next Wolverine in the Fox universe. Oh, Scott Eastwood, huh? I think I, you, I think you know I went the right age. I went, so. he's he's there. You know, you got to start him young because more than likely the next Wolverine will be around for a while. You know, he's he's the biggest X Men character out there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you look up pictures of Scott Eastwood, kind of scroll through Google Images. You know, you can see it. I think it's there. 
Um, but it's just, it all comes down to like, when is too soon to start the new Wolverine? You know, it's weird. Like it feels like Logan came out last year. It it came out this calendar year. We, Mm -hmm. we're still not like 24, uh, we're still not uh, 12 uh, months out from uh, Logan yet. It's shooting for that Academy Awards. But but also I'd be really curious if if somebody out there had any statistics of going how often does an actor saying they want to play a role end up they actually play the role mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see I feel like almost like if they are saying they want it it's almost proof that they won't get it you know it's always something we're not expecting <laughs> you, you know you yourself. never you, yeah. yeah you never you never see the news article of like Scott um, like Scott Eastwood cast as Wolverine like six months after he said he wanted to be Wolverine you know uh-huh. <laughs> well it's kind of like um I always remember the story of Chris Evans turned down playing Captain America three times times before he took the role because he's like i don't want to he's like you know people remember like he remembered being um human torch and mm-hmm. twice in a row and that really didn't, those movies don't hold no up one, very well no one remembers that Chris yeah. Evans. <laughs> and, and then like he was also not another teen movie as the main character so like he's like i don't want to be you know going to another bad superhero movie and be stuck in it for you ended up making the right decision Chris. he did and, and he did he did well so Scott Eastwood could totally play Wolverine, um, but now he said it, he probably won't get it. So, right, that's that's sad. Uh, but he is taking on some more franchises. He was in Suicide Squad. He's in Pacific Rim Uprising. Mike, Ooh, I don't know if you saw this. Now, I actually Pacific Rim. We did. We get our first official trailer. Mike um, was on this hotter Ooh, than I was else. on it, <laughs> um, and I actually got to see it. That played in the theaters before Blade Runner for me. So oh, I, awesome. I've seen this trailer in theaters like a day after it premiered, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And this movie is everything we ever wanted from a sequel, Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think verbatim you can find me saying last week on the podcast, all I need is some giant Jaegers with some just very impractical weapons, you know, fighting some big monsters. And we ended up with like this giant like mace. Um, somebody had like I saw some whips like some electrified whips those mm-hmm. look really freaking sweet um, yeah it just looks like a bunch of fun um, a lot of the scenes that we see in this trailer are very well lit during the daylight I, I definitely expect to see some fights at nighttime because that's kind of where you get some of that cool mood you know uh, the kaiju have some kind of some cool glowy parts to them sometimes so I definitely expect to see some stuff at night um, they mentioned that uh, they that the humans created some of these demons or bad guys or something so i think maybe some countries are using the jaegers as weapons to fight wars against other humans so that could be a possibility that they're gonna have to worry about maybe a three-way battle between jaegers and jaegers and kaiju that would be kind of cool um i definitely I saw did some, see some jaeger versus jaeger battles in that trailer yeah there's a it looks like they're playing a little bit with scale there was a couple shots of maybe some smaller Jaegers, I don't know if they're like specializing uh, because there also seem to be some smaller kaiju that seem to be swarming. So maybe that's what the smaller kaiju are for. Some people are saying they're getting some Transformers vibes out of this, and I think that's because of the smaller kaiju are basically the size of a Transformer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not really worried about any of that. Uh, some people say they're getting a Power Rangers vibe, which I wasn't really expecting, and I don't know if people were think that was good or bad. But yeah, this is definitely a younger a, a younger cast like that seemed to be well, maybe new recruits did you did you watch power rangers uh no not the new one okay well that's that's probably why you don't get that vibe um the ending of it is robots about the size of these smaller jaegers fighting a very big huge monster that's very like gooey so okay it, it looks but it's all brightly lit is the way it is it's just brightly lit and it's they're in a city for once yeah 
So I I get it. Like if if I wanted Power Rangers to have a sequel, Pacific Rim Uprising is what I hope <laughs> that sequel is. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think it's a, a complaint. I wouldn't take it as a complaint. I'm like that's this looks like a better Power Rangers. So, um, I like it. I like to see. Um, it was a clean cut Charlie Day. I'm not used to seeing a clean cut Charlie Day. <laughs> um, and that, I'm glad to see some of the people. There seems to be some creepy guy. I can't think like what's his name there. Um, he uh, he was his the the scientific uh, counterpart right of Charlie Day in the first movie. They were like both scientists together. If you're talking about the same creepy guy, yes, yes, <laughs> Herman Gottlieb or whatever, played by Bern uh-huh. Gorman in the movie. Yeah, so like he um, he he was in. I remember The Dark Knight Rises, I believe. So um, yeah, I don't. I like all the return of most of these characters. We get to see um, Mako Mori return, um, so on and so forth. And what was it? Um, like we said, we get to see Scott Eastwood as like his, uh, I guess uh, Jake Pentecost's partner in in the mechs. Uh, a lot of people yeah, thought I, that the mechs would just be single person handled, but it looks like these are going to be double people mechs. Yeah, gotta be, you gotta be drift compatible, man. Didn't yeah. you watch the first movie? People, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of the like they only showed one person per Jaeger in like some early screen photos. Oh. So they were thinking the smaller, the like the itty bitty Jaegers were just single pilot Jaegers oh, because maybe. they're smaller. Hey. So. It could be possible. I like the idea that they're going to kind of expand this universe a little bit. Um, I'm curious how the kaiju come back. Um, some people out there have theories, but I wasn't reading them because I didn't want to know. I want to go into a, a little bit um, unknowing. <laughs> but I, I saw some people taking this movie, this trailer, like a little too seriously. It's like, come on, like the first movie wasn't some sort of like perfect piece of art. It was just like there was just enough acting in between the giant robot monster fights to kind of keep the movie together. Like, you know, there wasn't anything like amazing going on between that stuff. You know, it was just it was just serviceable enough to just end up being an awesome movie just in a different way. So, yeah, don't take this movie or franchise like too seriously. It's just to go have a fun time. I'm going to see it in theaters. I'm going to see it on the biggest screen I can. I'll actually maybe look forward to seeing this movie in 3D if it is projected in 3D. Yeah, I'm just there for the fun time, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like everything has been cranked up a notch compared to the yeah. first one. And Let's have Ron Perlman come back. I want to see him show up again. Ron Perlman, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of fun to be had here, I think. And mm-hmm. to me, this is, to me, if I would say this is like the Kingsman 2 of, of Pacific Rim. Like, we're taking everything and just dialing it down. We're doubling <laughs> down on everything. Robots, the kaiju are merging together to make a bigger one, like... That we're actually in the city and it's not just you know shadowy nighttime stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it as well. Like March, March normally is kind of a, a weird month, but we got this to look forward to, Mike. So they're 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 padding they're padding next year down pretty early, and I like it. I yeah. Like it. So you got it from us. You want to go see Pacific Rim Uprising? Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Got some new casting this week as well. Um, a lot of people I don't know here. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but one character, um, Brontus Jodorowsky, the actor's name, will be playing Nicholas Flamel, the creator of the the um, the, the Philosopher Stone in the British oh, version. Wow. He created the the thing that keeps you immortal or whatever that was in the first book. So. I think we need to start uh, preparing our wives yeah. to come back on the uh, on the spoiler cast review for uh, the Fantastic Beast sequel, whatever it ends up being called. It's hard for me to imagine it's going to be called Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Again, where to find them again? Yeah, guess where they're at, Mike? They're in the case. 
<laughs> how to lose. I, f- I feel like it's got to be like Fantastic Beasts and how to lose them or Fantastic Beasts and how to train them or something like that. You know, well, uh, pl- make it a play on words or something. Well, the you know? sequel, like this, all this comes from Pottermore. The sequel synopsis is like um, Dumbledore, who is played by Jude Law, needs to defeat what's his face again, like the, the Johnny Depp character. But he's uh-huh. like, he's like, I don't know how, so I gotta go get Newt Scamander, who beat him the first time on accident, and <laughs> that, it's like not even about losing, you know, beasts in, in a city anymore. So they just, yeah. need to, they need to find a new naming scheme and go with it. Yeah, I need to uh, rewatch the first movie uh, really bad since I fell asleep fr- in the in it from jet lag. Uh, but I I think I saw it's coming to a streaming platform soon. I don't know if it's HBO or Hulu or Amazon or Netflix, but yeah, this is going to be dropping on a streaming platform soon. So if you need to check it, there you go. Um, it's been out for over a year. It's probably, it's been like a year and a half, like almost two years. Yeah, which is which is usually around the time some of this stuff will drop on streaming. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up here on my one of my things. You can stream it on HBO right now. So there you go. Oh, there you go. H- yeah, if you uh, if you're waiting for that next season of Game of Thrones, you need to pad that time. I was gonna say I think this was on HBO because it was always on like before um, Game of Thrones or something recently. So because hmm. I remember catching the end of it recently when my wife was watching Game of Thrones. So there we go. Uh, there's a bunch more people being asked as characters I don't know and whatever. So if you're interested in any of those, check our show notes. You can you can check them out. I don't know any of them. Do you know any of them? Yeah, no. No, okay. Cool. <laughs> we're we're not the we're not the Harry Potter nerds in our households. Not even a close. Uh, <laughs> a new TV series or I guess web series maybe. Whoever wherever this a series coming called Raising Dion uh, from Michael B Jordan who will co-star and produce 10 episodes of the series based on a short film called Raising Dion and then a comic of the same name. It's like yeah, a th- I believe, three minute short I, film or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I believe it's Netflix that it's going to, and I think the order of operations when it when it comes to what it's based on is I think the comic book was the original inception of the idea, and then to promote the comic book they made kind of like a short film trailer for the comic. So I I don't know if they're necessarily adapting the short film or adapting the comic or, or what's going on there, but yeah, it, it's supposed to be about um, a mother raising a kid that has superpowers. Yeah, so this is like um, again the synopsis I read here is like imagine Superman but Martha Kent's point of view or Spider Man from mm-hmm. Aunt May's point of view, um, and it's like he's like a little kid like in the short film. I think he's like six or seven maybe. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and they're going to turn into a series. Now, I, again, I, we talked about this a little bit before, but, I mean, I like Michael B. Jordan, but I, I don't think he needs to be involved in just, just superhero things. I think he can go above and beyond this, because after this, he'll have Fantastic Four, which I'm, we all want to forget <laughs> about, um, Black Panther, and then um, this show. So well, he was in um, he was in Creed and Fruitvale Station, right? I think he was in Fruitvale Station. Yeah. I don't re- yeah, he yeah so so I mean he's got he's got some kind of uh, more serious stuff under his belt and I'm sure he's not minding uh, all of the paychecks that he's getting but it's kind of cool to see this giant kind of uh, movie star just seamlessly transitioning over to Netflix and no one really bats an eye that like those two things can't cross anymore mm-hmm. um, I I think the show is going to be structured where you know Michael B Jordan will be the kid in the future with the powers and I think what they'll do is they'll kind of split the episodes kind of maybe like a 
like 60-40 or like 50-50, like, oh, well, we'll flash back and we'll show how the mom raised him. And then we'll see how that, you know, lesson that kid learned in the past, you know, gets him out of a jam in the future or something like that. Uh, but it, yeah, it looks it looks entertaining and it looks fun. Um, I checked the first couple pages of the comic book, I think like on Amazon, like you could kind of click through and see the preview. And they do show the kid older. So I think that's how Michael G, Mike, Michael B. Jordan factors in. Okay, yeah. And if he's doing this show, my assumption now is also that he probably dies in Black Panther. Like <laughs> if, if he makes it if he makes it out of Black Panther alive, I will be surprised and then you know they'll let him go on and do another. Hey, who knows? Project. They could they could resurrect all these bad guys in the Infinity War. <laughs> that would be the biggest <laughs> shock out of that whole movie. Like getting the original bad guys back, like getting Jeff Bridges as a bald man with a beard after he's gone through his country phase right now <laughs> to, to come back as Obadiah Stane or Hugo Weaving or you know even the guy who played the. Um, Frost Giant. I don't even know the actor. <laughs> that would just be the biggest surprise, I think, to me. So yeah, but uh, check out our check out our show notes at superheroslate.com, and you can get a link to that short film. It actually it sells it really well. It's like it, it's almost more kind of like a trailer that's narrated, but it works really well. I could totally see how just that could kind of sell a show to Netflix. So and I, I'd check it out. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely there. And lastly, we're going to end the news on, on a series. I don't know if we covered it earlier last week or whatever, but Jack Ryan uh, is getting a show on Amazon, and this time the character Jack Ryan will be played by John Krasinski of The Office fame. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not <laughs> big on I, – I love Tom Clancy's stuff. I'm not horribly into all of it. But I, I definitely am liking this a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, it's not really something that would usually pop up on our superhero radar, but, you know, it's a premiere trailer. I think it maybe came out of New York Comic Con, or at least they kind of synergized the timing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like uh, I like John Krasinski, also known as uh, Jim from The Office, as <laughs> most people know know him. Uh, we just binge-watched, re-watched all of The Office over the summer, you know, and, it, you know, uh, he's such a great actor. So, um yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm not a big Tom, Tom Clancy person either, but I saw a lot of people in the comments for the trailer on YouTube saying like, oh, I hope this goes well so we can kind of get our Rainbow Six show. So there's a lot of video game fans that might dovetail into this show as well. But it looks cool, and I mean, Amazon's a powerhouse. You know, it looks like they might put a lot of love and care into it. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. I want to I want to see John Krasinski uh, kick some butt. That, may, that might be fun. Well, what's really fun is a lot of these people who have played the character Jack Ryan have gone on to do... Uh, super big superhero, big movies as such. Because I mean, the first one was Alec Baldwin, which no, not necessarily an action star, but, Har- but Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, and Chris Pine have all played. Yeah, Jack Ryan. I was gonna say Chris Pine was the last one. Yeah, he played. The, I think it was a movie, Shadow Recruit. Uh, ben Affleck was him in the Sum of All Fears, and Harrison Ford in the movies Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. So um, we've talked about move most of those other actors in movies. All the time, like Harrison Ford and Ben Affleck this week already. So, um, yeah, that would be be really crazy to be talking about John Krasinski and like uh, the DC universe or Marvel in maybe like a year or two. Yeah, maybe he's the Joker, the origin, the origin <laughs> oh. Joker. Oh man, actually, I I feel like it's just crazy enough to almost work. <laughs> kind of like the Heath Ledger when he was announced, and people were just like, "No, there's no way he could be it," but. I can kind of see it. He's kind of got yeah, he's got the lankiness, he's got the height to him, you know. 
It's, yeah. it's, it's, All right. it's crazy enough it just <laughs> might work. Just yeah. crazy enough, man. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, the, the whole reason, I mean, Jack Ryan, I think it's going to be a good Amazon's got a good series with, um, I haven't watched The Tick yet, and that, that's my fault. Um, because I don't have a way other than a computer to stream my Amazon just yet. Because they don't have <laughs> on Apple TVs. But the, the, the second half of the season for that is coming back in February, I believe, for The Tick. So, um, Amazon looks to be cranking out some good shows. So, you know, kudos for them for... For keeping up with the original stuff. Uh, that's our New York Comic Con coverage show for the year. Uh, hopefully they don't have another one. Otherwise, we'll be caught <laughs> off guard. But, um, yeah, if, you, if anything else comes out of this, we'll cover it next week. Uh, if anything finishes up, and we'll go from there. But until then, I guess, Mike, where can people find you at? Well, if they want to follow me, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, I guess I'll put up my New York Comic Con pop collection, Mike, since you're, you're begging uh, me to. You gotta. You gotta, gotta. Gotta do it. You gotta hashtag the NYCC, you know, because that's what it is. Uh, you can also read stuff on Comic UI, listen to the show Filmside Chats, or go to YouTube and search the DNN, Destination Nation, to see some videos I do there every week and go from there. If someone's listening to the show for the first time, maybe they're from another country in Europe and wanted some such a one sauce, and now they're listening <laughs> to our show for the first time, where can they find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all these trailers that we talked about and don't want to like hunt down on YouTube for them because sometimes you think it's a trailer and it's just a dumb reaction trailer and you, you, that's not what you're looking for, you can get our show notes uh, at SuperheroSlate.com and you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you want to pick up a superhero slate shirt you can get that at superhero slate.com slash store uh if you're a fan of the show please consider reviewing us wherever you listen to us i think that's even easier to do now if you've updated to the new ios and you're and you're listening to us on itunes i'm sure it's probably easy on android too so yeah we'd love it if you guys would just like take a second and, and drop us a comment a review wherever you listen to the show we love that mm-hmm. and if you want to be a super fan of the show if you want that uh if you want that accolade on your gravestone when you get buried uh, all you gotta do is uh share Send the us show some session one sauce yeah, oh, yeah, share the share the show with a, a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. Yes, that's right. And October, although it's a slow month on the superhero front, I believe November and December we're going to be back doing almost two shows a week for yeah for all of, all of this winter. So if you guys have any questions or reviews you want us to answer on the show, make sure you send them to us. Hashtag superhero slate, tag us, whatever. We'll we'll try to answer all your questions and 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 comments. So we'll we'll do that. So. All right, well, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. All right, say something funny in the next 15 seconds, Chris. Something funny in the next 15 seconds, Chris.